This is Father Drew Curry from Most Precious Blood Parish in Fort Wayne, Indiana. And Father Matthew Coonan from St. Therese and St. Henry Parishes, also here in Fort Wayne, here to open up the Sunday Word with you. Good Friday today. Um, so getting ready for Easter Sunday, just in a couple of days. So we'll try to still stay focused on the Lord's passion a little bit, but we want to just open up this gospel uh, from the Gospel of John, where Mary Magdalene encounters the, uh, the empty tomb. So... On the first day of the week, Mary of Magdala came to the tomb early in the morning while it was still dark and saw the stone removed from the tomb. So she ran and went to Simon Peter and to the other disciple whom Jesus loved and told them, they have taken the Lord from the tomb and we don't know where they put him. So Peter and the other disciple went out and came to the tomb. They both ran but the other disciple ran faster than Peter and arrived at the tomb first. He bent down and saw the burial cloths there, but did not go in. When Simon Peter arrived after him, he went into the tomb and saw the burial cloths there, and the cloth that had covered his head, not with the burial cloths, but rolled up in a separate place. Then the other disciple also went in, the one who had arrived at the tomb first, and he saw and believed. For they did not yet understand the scripture that he had to rise from the dead. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Let's kind of talk back and forth a little bit about some of these points uh, regarding the the empty tomb and things like that. So okay. first, uh, we got Mary Magdalene coming, and she's saying that, uh, hey, they've taken his body. And so the first question is, did somebody steal the body? So first, another fact that we have from scripture is that some of the high priests or some of them, you know, the Sanhedrin, they had ordered the Romans to have a guard watch, right? Yeah, yeah. outside there the tomb. guards watching, yes. So there were Roman guards outside because they said, we can't have our own guards doing it because then the disciples could say the resurrection happened when really it didn't, et cetera, et cetera. So they had these Roman guards there and... Somehow the tomb is with a stone roll removed and there's no body. And so it's Sunday morning and Mary Magdalene is there and the tomb is open. The guards perceivably still there. And then the burial claws are there. And so it's like, did someone steal the body? Question mark. And I remember having someone mention that the simple point here about the cloth that covered the Lord's head that it was folded and like rolled up and then put in a separate place. Mm-hmm. And so if you think about people stealing the body, why, why would they even un, un, uh, un, unclothe him, yeah, unravel? Yeah. yeah. Why would they even do that anyway? Why would they, why would they just grab the body and run, you know, right. throw it in, you know, some other claws and then like put it over a, yeah. uh, over a donkey or something. So the fact that it was rolled up shows that it wasn't like a rushed, hurried thing where people are like, all right, quick, we got to go rob the body and then mm-hmm. go make it this way. So I always thought that was an interesting uh, argument from that small little point. Yeah, especially since like this stone is like thrown away from this tomb. It, I mean, it's a very like uh, powerful, exaggerated thing that this stone is like thrown into this other place, but yet time was taken to unravel the body. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. I remember hearing in the seminary, I don't have the details in front of me, but that there's extra biblical. So outside of sacred scripture, there's other like documented evidence, like historical evidence that says that the empty tomb was a 
was a historical fact. So not just in the gospels, but mm-hmm. that it was in some other documents somewhere that, yeah, the empty tomb, it was empty on the third day, you know, it was, it was found empty. And then the question is, how was it empty then? And so again, one of the arguments that could be placed was that, well, the disciples, they, they stole the body and then claimed that they saw the resurrection. Yeah. Um, and that as well, I think we have good answers as to why that would not have been the uh, the thing. Yeah, and it also just shows the end of the gospel also shows that Peter comes to believe that Jesus rose from the dead. It says, for they did not yet understand the scripture that he had to rise from the dead. I mean, it's kind of important to realize like these disciples had followed Jesus around and they heard him say a whole bunch of stuff, but they 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 themselves were not out to like prove Jesus's resurrection. They were still trying to make sense of what he said. Yeah, and as well we could think of the different moments where he had the passion predictions and how they were still like kind of bewildered by that yeah. and confused by that and then as so, well, yeah. well yeah. last supper Peter yeah. like far no lord do not permit it. Yeah. You know. So if they weren't trying to do that, then like a thief wasn't or like a Pharisee wasn't. So yeah. no one was really out there trying to uh stage Jesus's resurrection. Yeah. And and one of the other things too about the resurrection is that we and the testimony of the apostles is that since they were all willing to die. Mm-hmm. Um I mean, except for John the beloved, we hold that he lived not a martyr's death and well, Judas took his own life, scripture tells us. Uh, but then the other 10 died martyrs' deaths. And so the fact that they first were fearful, so they were dispersed at the Lord's uh, arrest. Think of Peter's denial. They're, they're afraid. Uh, they're worried that just as he is being put on trial, captured, and killed, the same is going to happen to us. That's why they're in hiding uh, when the Lord appears to them eventually as well. And so they are afraid that they as well are going to lose their lives. And so one of the great points of evidence and, and kind of ancient Christian argument is mm-hmm. that because of their willingness to die, that shows forth then that they truly had an encounter with the risen Lord. Because um, otherwise, all 10 of them are crazy. All of them are crazy <laughs> uh, because they're willing to die. They all are ready to drink the blue Kool-Aid, right? <laughs> or they truly had this encounter uh, with the risen Lord. And so I think that's a huge um, point of evidence. I think was the C.S. Lewis talk about that too. I think he even... I'm sure. Yeah, well, I mean, someone. the other thing too is when we talk about the uh, apostles all being martyred, it's also their friend, their other, their friends were also martyred with them. <laughs> More of them, yeah. I mean, so it wasn't just 12 people who died as witnesses. It was like communities of Christians. Yeah. So Stephen, yeah. Yeah. The early, it was the early church that it's, it's blood outpoured that is just the uh, testimony that that they truly all believed in the death and resurrection of Jesus. Yeah. Uh, Another interesting thing I read once too, in another, I think it was called like Easter morning or something. It was a theological book with kind of doing a little study in psychology and things like that about people who have experiences of deceased family members or loved ones, you know, so after kind of a losing your spouse or a family member, then having these experiences where you feel that you see like sense their presence or even see their presence. And so then the, the, question was, well, could this have been what the disciples experienced? And I don't have the book for reference right now, sure. but but pretty much the argument was that, no, this is not the same thing. So what psychologists with people mm-hmm. in counseling, what they give testimony about what they experienced or saw or felt or sensed, that it is quite different from what the disciples say, because we have the yeah. Lord appearing to 
groups of people. Yeah, they, Jesus appeared to people like Mary Magdalene, one-on-one. He appeared to groups of people like the 11. The disciples at Emmaus. Or he also appeared to 500 people at one time. Yeah. So it, and um, so he was appearing to all these different types of people. A lot of times they were in the upper room, we see, but uh, he also appeared at other times on the seashore. And there, well, like at times he's he's eating, drinking. You yeah, know? He's, he's appearing. It's not like, oh, I had this kind of vision that seemed like uh, an angel or like some kind of apparition mm-hmm. of a spirit. It wasn't that. And it wasn't like a feeling or it wasn't seeing him in my mind. It was, they saw him as a person like uh, any other person. And uh, Jesus, it, it was interesting to them because he was eating fish with them, but also he could appear and disappear. So they yeah. they were they were themselves fascinated by what they were seeing because it was, it was a physical resurrection, but it was also a newness. It wasn't a resuscitation of a, of a dead body like Lazarus was resuscitated. It was something totally new. Yeah, and that's why there was kind of confusion about like he 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 looked a little different. There was something yeah. different about him, some different qualities. But as, but as they well, they all knew it was him. They, yeah, yeah. So yeah, just lots of real interesting things to to think about how the Christian claim of Christ's resurrection has has good grounding. But ultimately, at the end of it all, it comes down to embracing faith in Him, um, yeah. and that He wants that new life. Then, and so I guess this would be kind of to close up that He wants that new life that He won for us to begin now and to guide us to eternity. Uh, and so the power of Christ's resurrection proves that he is of God, that he is God, and that his words are truth, and they are to guide us back home to the Father. And so we ask the Lord that especially this Easter, uh, we may have newness of life uh, within our hearts from the grace and the power of his resurrection, and that we might continue to walk to the eternal life of heaven. May God bless you all. <laughs>